everybody. Welcome to Bottom Line with Bob and Kendall Ehrlich. Happy New Year. Happy 2023. Happy potpourri. And we start out with a... Potpourri show. All right, here we go. You love these. I love it. Go go quick, okay? Because we go through a lot of issues. Quick. And we need to, to start out this new year. Well, trying to limit this to 10, 11, 12 issues, we could have talked about 30 issues, 50 issues. Uh, anyway, post Merry Christmas, we had a great Christmas. We were in Florida for a couple of days. We played golf. We did. It was cold. It, it warmed up. You were sold the trip a little bit. <laughs> you did. You know what? Sometimes <laughs> you just got to go, and you never know what the weather's going to be. But so being with the up. boys, being with the boys is great. That's right. It was an eat fest as usual. Happy New Year, everyone! And here we go, beginning of the new year. We, by the way, we got great reaction for our Christmas show. A lot of folks. Like the suggestions, especially the groups out there willing to take the battle to the left on campus for First Amendment stuff. And it was and all that. uplifting. Okay. So that made me feel good. Well, it's back to the mess. Try, well, back to the swamp I, for you. I think we should Sorry. try to be still uplifting in some of the news that's coming Well, out. impossible. House leadership mess. First item. Do we have to start with potpourri. that? <laughs> I have to tell you, I am embarrassed by this. I, uh, there's different takes most of our friends have your take. My take is a little different. Okay, the what's message, your take? The message has to get through that this is a new party. And I like Kevin. I like Kevin McCarthy. Uh, I think the stamp of establishment is pretty appropriate with regard to him, but I think he can lead us in the House with regard to the America First slash populist uh, Trump-influenced agenda that is so popular in the country and needs to really be identified with our party going forward. In other words, the establishment cannot get its party back. Well, I think it's a common-sense approach, and that's what people want to hear. Okay. But what they don't want to see right messy. now— it's Yeah, bloody. exactly. It's I mean, it's, 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 it's just embarrassing. I mean, clean up your laundry in the caucus and then come out— and look decisive, for God's sakes. We, we get to take over the house. We've been there. We know it doesn't work that way. Well, you know but. what? <laughs> Learn from having been there. And yeah. and especially right now, we want to. We get to take the gavel from her. Okay, but here's the deal. We identify as Republicans, as free agents, and independents, and liberty, and all this stuff, and that makes it more difficult to do this. We know that. Well, there's some we're free sense, We're party of free agents. We're common sense, core values. But and- we're free agents. We're independent. Sometimes that makes teamwork difficult. Okay, it well, we does. need to get it together. Uh, is there a fallback <laughs> plan? Jim Jordan. No, Jim Jordan apparently not. And if they have Kevin that. McCarthy, right. Second, prayers for DeMar Hamlin. Uh, we watched, as the country did the other night, a lot of comment with regard to the ESPN clip out there now, a, a prayer on air, how refreshing that was. It, uh, it shows you the power of prayer, and I do say, think that it's, it is a good feeling to have everyone so united, yeah. recognizing the importance of a person's health, over the game. America loves this game. It loves its players. Yep. It's really nice to see the power of prayer and the love going to this young man. It, it's so deserved. And this was a freakish Very incident, freak. obviously. And one thing that we would just ask everyone just to hold their breath 
about is the reason for the incident, the reason for what occurred on the field the other night, because we don't know. We're lay people. We don't know. Let Let the physicians, let the doctors, let the professionals tell us what happened and why. But clearly a a very freakish incident. Our our prayers are with this young man who appears to be a great young man as well. And the whole country is mesmerized by this by this incident. Um, We're a football country and everyone cares. And we need to care about this young man at this time. Third item. I'm sorry, baby. You're going to be in the mush. You're, you're back in the swamp. You're back in bad news land. I'm sorry. It's the new year. and There's a lot of bad news. Stanford speech code reaction. Now, there is an upside to this story. So the really smart people at Stanford <laughs> <laughs> in the IT department wanted to come up with a non-offensive Stanford-laden oh la- language, I guess. This uh, is Stanford, for goodness sake. To eliminate to be- harmful, to eliminate bad feelings, hurtful feelings. Uh, just crazy. It's a product of the school's IT department. Uh, the Wall Street Journal immediately came out with a, a brutal editorial. Uh, the reaction, I guess, with alums and with a lot of folks, Yay. not just on the right, was... Are you? This is your Stanford. Exactly. Stop being a joke. Where are the liberals from the '60s that went to Stanford? Come on. So these were the uh, a few of the terms that were supposed to be offset, uh, off-putting to people. Freshman, mankind, (laughs) mankind, blind study, tone deaf, American, American. Okay. Stop. 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 American, because that's nativist. I don't know. The school did step back with the statement. Good. This web, the website does not represent university policy. <laughs> oh, that's funny. The speech code is undergoing, quote-unquote, continual review. Well, it's time you back it up into well, the... Uh, somebody with a lot of money must have said something. I hope so. This is... I mean, Stanford is an incredible school. Can be. It can be well, an incredible school. It is school. an incredible school, but when it does stuff like this, it just... It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. It's ridiculous. Come on, America. Let's get tough again. Maybe that should be the slogan for the 2023. People have asked let's me. Let's get tough again. Yeah. How about that? Let's do that. Oh, boy. Fourth item, GOP House investigations going forward. A lot of people have asked us uh, with regard to what we think is going to happen. Clearly, there'll be a number of investigations Focus one appears to be the border. It should be. It needs to be. We've talked about the border a lot. It, it's deserving of, of that analysis. The origins of COVID, Dr. Fauci, the relationship between the uh, CDC and the, and the Wuhan, Wuhan lab. lab. All this needs to be truly investigated. What China did, what China knew, and, and what period of time. What well, did I they also, know? And let's and what follow did they the do money there too. What money, the money did they get? Calm down. From calm down, who? Calm down. I don't like that tone. Calm down. Yes, no. you're right. You're the right. Tone though. has got to be you've been follow the Fauci money. Book, haven't you? You've been reading your Fauci <laughs> I book. Can't, only yeah, only I, I can only snippets at a time. I, I can't always take tell. It. Uh, Afghanistan withdrawal, <laughs> just awful. Ukraine aid. Most Americans, us, we want to support Ukraine. But enough already. Where's the money going? Well, they're. Two different things. There's two different things. It's not enough already. I think some American taxpayer dollars should go to support the people of Ukraine. I have no problem with that. Most people don't either. We need to know where the money's going. We need accountability. Accountability. And we also need. But he, he, you know, he shows up in his sweatshirt and asks the uh, in Congress and asks the country for more money. 
and we have no accountability. He wanted, I mean, people are tired of that. That money could be used at our border at a lot of other places. In he this wanted country, to remind everybody he was still at war. I get that. The issue here is what makes this a more difficult issue. We support Ukraine and the sovereignty of Ukraine borders. I just wish somebody in D.C. would support the sovereignty of American borders. That, exactly. Th- that's the problem. That's the contrast there. So Afghanistan, Ukraine, uh, Hunter and the laptop, obviously, and parent investigations, what happened but, in Virginia, the, uh, the FBI involvement. So a lot of investigations going forward, and uh, this is what happens when the party out of power captures at least one chamber. It conducts oversight. It conducts investigations. It does things the majority party did not want to do. And these are very legitimate issues clearly going forward. Also, um, anything regarding uh, election law uh, also. Uh, hold that thought. Hold up. Okay. I threw my pen at you. Sorry. Um, hold that thought. Thank you, babe. Uh, hold that thought because I'm going to get to that. I'm going to get to that. All right. Um, going from the crazy to the crazier. World Boxing Council. Here's another troublesome story, but at least heading in the right direction. In 2014, a trans male fractured the skull of a biological female in an MMA fight. Uh, the boxing world and, and the boxing world is, is, is has not lost its common sense. Uh, the WBC now is taking a stand. It's about time in order to ensure competitor safety. How about that? How about that? So the WBC president's quoted here, the dangers of a man fighting a woman will never happen. Uh, there's going to be a new at-birth rule to ensure boxer safety in go. the WBC. How about that? They're also going to create a new category, which we support, new category for trans athletes who can compete against each other. i got no problem with that. That's perfectly fine and, 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 and good for those athletes. The bottom line, and this is another quote, uh, from the WBC chair, in boxing, a man fighting a woman must never be accepted regardless of gender change. How about that? There we go. We're That'd be some support, progress. We're going to support women. How about that? Kurt Cameron, uh, the actor, Growing. Did you watch Growing Pains? I, I never watched Growing Pains. Did you? I didn't. Okay. But I but do. Very popular. Yes. Actor, writer, producer, conservative, Christian. Wrote a Christian book. A lot of libraries didn't appreciate the Christian nature of his message. But uh, he had a big uh, event, uh, very well attended. Um, finally, he was denied by a bunch of public libraries. Finally got one, and a lot of people showed up. Well, it's sad that public libraries, which takes obviously tax dollars, should encompass all books. Yeah, how about and, that? And, uh, yeah. Exactly. But there's been a lot of censorship of books for a long time now and agendas. Well, this was a Bible themed book. This Mm -hmm. was a Bible themed book. So in any event, uh, good for Kirk Cameron. Southwest Airlines. All right. Full disclosure. Southwest Airlines is a major presence at BWI Airport. Herb Kelleher, uh, former chair, CEO, personal friend of ours. We Well, they made Baltimore a hub when you were governor. They made Baltimore a hub. Lots of jobs dependent on Southwest Airlines at BWI. Herb Kelher started this airline on a napkin, famously. He wrote the book Nuts. Nuts. Read it. Read it. Uh, It is the prototypical American success story. Herb was wonderful, smart. 
A character. A character. A true character. Texas character. Texas, larger than life, sometimes crazy. Crazier than a fox, really. Exactly. The smartest guy in the room. That laugh, you can hear his laugh now. We can hear it. Uh-huh. People loved him. That company loved him. His employees to this day loved him. Uh, we fly Southwest. All the a time. Lot. It's uh, right out of Baltimore. Right, so right out of very the, That's the predicate for what happened around Christmas. There was and a- full disclosure, we flew on Christmas Day yeah. Southwest no without problems. any issues yeah. and came back without any issues. So, Well, the backstory to the Southwest mess on Christmas is that there was a lot. Of, there are a lot of rumblings from Republican and Democratic members of Congress concerning potential problems come Christmas. So this should not have been a surprise to the Transportation Department. Uh, Secretary Buttigieg is also under scrutiny as a result of those uh, pre-Christmas letters. Supposedly, old software was part of the problem here which is really scary that old old software could be part of the problem. Um, in any event, uh, a bunch of Democratic senators had written a letter to Buttigieg uh, concerning uh, airline performance and how bad it's gotten, not just with regard to the Southwest, but airlines generally. So our wish is to get it fixed. It's important to Maryland. It's important to our country. It's important to our economy. And it's really important to Herb's legacy. And you talk about Mm -hmm. a prototypical American independent. Well, a a true American success story. An entrepreneur and someone we just loved and we missed. Well, he started out as the attorney for the airline and then wound up running the airline and uh, did it brilliantly. And he understood forget the airline business he understood what made people tick what made people get up every day and go to work and love their jobs and and that was leadership oh yeah he sure did like you said the employees love him when he passed away people got up on flights and told stories about uh, meeting him and we have some stories (laughs) of our own we have some great stories as well usually involved wild turkey (laughs) yeah and cigarettes (laughs) Next potpourri item, uh, the red wave that became the red breeze in 2022. A lot of articles out there concerning diagnosis, analysis of what happened and why. I think generally the uh, retrospective is failed generational leadership, one. Secondly, the youth vote, which was predictable, especially youth, female, young females on the issue of abortion. those folks, those women came out in very large numbers. We should have anticipated it. Some people did. The early mail-in voting issue, it is the law. This is process and procedure. Republicans are just behind. No excuse for it, but it's a fact. We're just behind. We got to get rid of the old ways. We got to get rid of the thought that this is election day. It's now election season. But we, we need to limit it in some ways. It, it, it needs to be limited. We can't because... We lost some legislative chambers this election cycle. Democrats see they benefit from early voting, from mass mail-in voting. They'll continue to do it as long as it's the rule in a particular state. We need to get with it, understand we it, need to, and go with it. Then we need to get those legislatures back, and we need to well, make changes true. so that we— I, I'm all for early voting, but not early voting month. And um, this is not to say we're going to give up issues concerning photo ID or cleaning voter rolls or harvesting. But the fact of it is, 
if harvesting is the law in your state, you got to do it. Follow the law. Do it right. Do it legally. But you got to do it. Again, this distinction between campaigns and elections. Republicans are really good at campaigns. Right. Not so good at elections. And that has mm-hmm. to change. That's also, by the way, a theme with regard to the fight for the national RNC leadership. change. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So the era of traditional campaigns is over. We grew up in that era. We grew up in the era of you need to cover the polls. You need to get yeah, the science Yeah, that's really changed because I did it this time. It's, it's, <laughs> and you saw nobody talk to you. No. Because nobody showed up. No. Right. <laughs> they, they had voted. Yeah. By mail. Well, oh, hopefully not by all right. mail. Have I brought you down enough? I'm, I'm just glazing over all of that. You're going to go further down. <laughs> now, no, I, I've really, no, I've no, had a I, nice holiday goal. season. It's my goal. But so and holidays I'm trying are trying to, to get back continue. to normal. Okay. The Hallmark goes all year, though, I think. That's Hallmark is <laughs> all good. All right, here's the deal. In Virginia, and Lieutenant Governor Sears of Virginia is calling for an investigation into this quote-unquote reprehensible situation. It appears that... National merit scholars were not identified that they had become national merit scholars because they didn't want to hurt the feelings of the kids who had not performed to the level of national merit scholar. I can't make this stuff up. I cannot make this stuff up. This is a country based on competition. And to, to do or enforce this kind of behavior is just going to make the country less tough. I'm wanting it to be more tough. Let's make the country more tough. Okay, that's a high. This is now a low bar. This is, let's not be stupid. Let's just not be stupid. Let's not be insulting. Let's not be crazy. These are kids who earned this distinction. And listen, here's here's the response. Oh, we let the colleges know. We just didn't let the kids know because we don't want to cause any bad feelings. Bad feelings. Yeah. And, and then you have a, a group of kids that can't handle anything. No wonder everybody's depressed and Everybody has anxiety and can't do anything and can't get over any bad news, which we all have in life. Everybody gets a trophy. How far oh. away from Dr. King can we get? Really? How far away from Dr. King's admonition can we get? So good for, again, the... Administration in Virginia is is all over this. The Good. parents are all over this. I hope blue parents as well as red parents are all over this. This is not partisan. This is not philosophical. This is nuts. This is crazy. But it is Anti-American about competition. Stung. And the problem is some parents Stop are still, it. you know, they're, they're the parents that don't want you to keep score. All right. I'm going to bring you further down. <laughs> You're ignoring me, aren't you? <laughs> I am. I want to see how, that's I'm, really, I don't know why I'm causing my own demise here. Bring my wife down. The Twitter files that are being produced supposedly this week are about Fauci. And to me, I think to us, it really comes down to four general categories, what we really want to know. And you have that look. You have that look. Oh, boy. I've read the book. I don't like that look. Or I'm reading it in small bites. First issue, China's actions, um, Fauci's attitude with regard to early COVID information, uh, withholding of data is the issue here. Secondly, CDC, the Wuhan lab, gain-of-function research, the money, right? The money and the the relation. Follow the money. What did we know? When did we know it? Third, uh, Fauci's income, uh, his wife's job, the whole nine yards. And then fourth, uh, the interaction with social media platforms, which hold that, again, with regard to the last issue. I'm going to 
be disgusting, but remember that. Interaction with social media platforms, the federal government's interaction with social media platforms becoming a huge issue concerning free speech in this country today. How you doing? All right. Okay. Hanging in there. Yeah, really? Not really. All right, here's we've, we've come to actually the issue I want to talk about. And we're going to be talking more about this in the future as well. And talk about oversight. Because this combines an awful lot of storylines and narratives. So we know that in the aftermath of January 6th, the narrative was insurrection, whole nine yards. The further narrative was there's these crazy right-wing groups out there. They want to overthrow the government. We need to investigate. Then the narrative became, hey, these protesting parents at school boards in Virginia and elsewhere, these are very dangerous people. We need to invest. We need the FBI. We need, we need federal invention. We need DOJ. Uh, uh, v- voting rights. V- voting rights. Hey, there's a, a lot of Republicans out there, right-wingers. Uh, they want to suppress the vote. Uh, we really need to have more federal investigation. We need to have more oversight. All these narratives have combined into uh, a very dangerous overarching narrative, mm-hmm. which leads to federal government action with regard to chilling of free speech rights. Yeah. That's the issue. Oh, I know you know this. I'm rereading 1984. And this I, I, is exactly night. what 1984 is all about. So, look, if there's someone out there trying to suppress someone's voting rights, they should be arrested. If there's someone out there, some kooky far right wing or far crazy group out there trying to overthrow the government with guns and all that, they need to be investigated. We had no problem with that. If there's somebody, uh, a protesting parent that's not a protesting parent that's actually dangerous, that person needs to be investigated. We got no problem with that. They're individual cases. But the narrative here, the narratives, plural, that have been brought together by this administration and by the left with their complicit friends in the media who write these narratives, who contribute to these narratives, who embellish these narratives, that's a problem because the bottom line, this is the show, the bottom line here, the bottom line is it's all about chilling free speech. It's all about getting you to think twice about showing up at that school board meeting when you want to go make your views known concerning the curricula being taught to your child at your local public school. Well, it's people giving up the fight. They, they stop because they're the scared. fight because, because they're, they're scared. They're, they're scared. There are, there are still people incarcerated from January 6th. Well, and listen. I mean, it's shocking. That's not anything our system is the about. The Capitol's been closed for two years. The Capitol's been closed. That is ridiculous. Okay. Now it's open. It's going to be open because the Republicans got the House. But the fact of it is, Capitol's being, again, the narrative, oh, they're coming to overthrow the government. The whole narrative, embellished by the press, this is a huge issue. And again, it goes back to what we said earlier, to a very ripe topic for investigation, for oversight. You know, what pressure was brought? We found out how the whole school board investigation started, the whole phony letter thing. Remember that? Right. And the attorney general? We found that out. But we need to really get to, if there are a bunch of crazy right wing, it's so funny, babe. When we were growing up, you know, we had uh, anti-African-American, anti-Jewish, anti-Catholic, uh, sort of this, 
the chilling was coming from some of these really crazy groups on the right, the far right, right? Mm -hmm. And now it appears the, the chilling's coming, coming from, from the, the left. left. We didn't practice that. No. But this is a serious issue for free speech advocates I do like think, us. I do think that having the House can help this issue, but it still needs yeah. to have more intervention, uh, more states care about it, uh, and more uh, more people to get involved rather than not be involved. And that leads to my last point. We've been in Congress when we were in the majority. But the fact of it is, and a lot of people are making a big deal, Republicans control the House. Nancy Pelosi is now retired. Okay, and you can do this stuff. You can conduct it. You have subpoena power now. You can do these oversight hearings. But the issue is going to be, especially with the grassroots, well, we gave you the House. Where are the results? And the fact of it is, Democrats control the Senate. Right. Democrats control the presidency. So for the most part, Nothing's going to get done for we these have two to years. Cool, our cool expect those expectations. Okay, be realistic. You won thirty-three percent. But but this is these issues on speech can at least yes. this can be helped. This this particular issue can be helped by the fact that we control the house. And hopefully, if we can, liberals will come out of hiding now. Maybe maybe and say, you know what, they've gone too far. This interaction between the federal government and social media platforms has gone too far. It's chilling free speech rights in our country. That's our show. Well, everybody. Huh? Okay. Happy New Year. <laughs> uh, we're going to try to be upbeat about our fight as yes, we go forward. We, we think that it's going to be a very interesting year headed yeah. into another election year in 24. A lot of the legislation, a lot of the dialogue, a lot of the debate, a lot of the oversight is going to be a function of 2024. It really is. And, and probably in the next show or two or three, we should talk about the, the, the field, what it potentially looks like in 20. I'm going to give a speech on this uh, in the next couple of days, but uh, what it looks like at this point, both on the Republican side and Democratic side. But for now, as you see these issues unfold, as you see bills, as you see legislation, the Republicans tried out their platform, Democrats tried out their platform in the uh, Senate and the president as well. Remember, it's all about 2024 because for the most part, it's unlikely something major will get done given the philosophical divide between Republicans and Democrats on Capitol Hill. I just have one question about that. Yes. Do you think that there'll be a challenge to a sitting president from its own party? I think there may be. Now that could be interesting. Could be a very interesting broad field on both sides. And you're an interesting woman. Thank you. That's why you married me. Godspeed. Anyway, thanks everybody for listening. Godspeed. Happy 2023.